Hey guys, welcome to the number 173 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. Today is the Boomer Bust episode for the Washington Wizards all season. Yes, it has been a long time since I've had posted, and uh, I do need to uh, get this episode done because, well, the Washington Capitals play their first playoff game tonight. And in case you didn't know, I'm a really big Caps fan. A lot of NHL coverage on the Cool Sports Network, jasonsportsnews.com. Check that out. NBA playoff coverage on there as well. NFL draft coverage. We get a lot to break down. And once college football starts, hey, we're going to get that covered too. And don't, don't forget about college basketball. So we have a lot going on here. On Wiz Talk with Chase, a lot going on on ChaseSportsNews.com, a lot going on the Cool Sports Network, and also my newsletter, Cool Sports Newsletter. We have some stuff going on there as well, a Madden May uh, kind of series, and we're also going to be posting some on and off uh, newsletters uh, on there as well, probably coming tomorrow. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe. Or hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, and view. I do want to let you know. After this, I'm, I'm preparing my first ever NBA mock, or my first ever, my first NBA mock draft of this year. We're going to do three big mock drafts. Then I'm going to take a break from the mock drafts until early June. And then we're going to do my final NBA mock draft. So just stay tuned for a lot of draft coverage coming up. Some players that I think the Wizards can get. And the lottery is on March 17th. So we're going to break down the Wizards' chances of what picks they can get. We're also going to break up. Uh, player breakdown, free agency breakdown, should the Wizards sign this player and this player, and that's going to be the next episode on what should the Wizards do with two players, we're going to have some trade ideas, everything that honestly doesn't, honestly everything, I guess, you know, we're going to be breaking down everything um, besides draft, we're actually not going to break down any of the draft picks yet until we see what pick the Wizards get, and again, that lottery is on March 17th, so you won't be seeing any NBA draft coverage on here until we know what pick the Wizards have in the lottery. And they'll most likely have 9 or 10. Uh, but just to, to make sure I'm not going to waste my time talking about guys that can go 9 and 10 if the Wizards jump up into the top four. And they can't go like 7, 8, or 9. I'll break all that down as well. So let's get into this right now. Boomer bust. Now there's a bunch of different components to look at. We're going to be going quick, boom, and bust. Uh, so let's start with boom, right? You want to always start off with the positives. So boom. Uh, Bradley Beal accepts or declines his player option. Now, what will he do? If he accepts his player option, it will make him $36.4 million in the 2022-2023 season next season and will be an unrestricted free agent in the 2023 offseason. Um, the chances are that Bradley Beal will not accept his player option. And I'm going to get into that in a little bit because, or I, a little bit right now because if he declines, he has a chance to sign a five-year $248 million deal since he has played 10 seasons with the team, meaning he could take up 35% of the salary with his contract. So I, I know it's a weird rule, but like if you've basically been a veteran on the team for 10 years, you have the opportunity to take up 35% of the team's salary. Does that make sense? Like you can't do that unless they played 10 years with your teams. Like if the uh, Lakers wanted, I know he already has a contract. I'm just making this up. If the Lakers wanted to extend LeBron James right now, they couldn't sign him to a deal like this since he hasn't been on the Lakers for 10 seasons. Does that make sense? Okay. Hopefully it does. Um, but by the way, that would be the richest contract in the history of the National Basketball Association. That would be the richest contract. He would make the most money in a contract for any NBA player, unless James Harden signs like that ginormous $270 million deal 
or something in that realm. That's just insane. Uh, but that that right now would be the richest contract in NBA history. He could decline both options, right, and join a different team in free agency this season. However, he will not be able to make anywhere close to the amount of money with a different team than he could sign with the Wizards. <clears throat> so basically, meaning if he he can't make the five-year $248 million deal with any other team, again, because he hasn't played 10 seasons with any with that team, right? He's played 10 seasons with the Wizards, so he could take up 35% of the salary, right? You can't do that. Uh, you can't do that with any other team. So assuming he declines his player option, then if he's wants, uh, like you're going to have to have a drop-off probably 60 something million dollars to sign with a different team and this is the only possibility that bradley beal doesn't um that he actually accepts his player option and doesn't uh, go to the free agency market if he accepts his player option one he could demand a trade if he wants and use that 36.4 million in a trade or two he could stay there and be looking to leave uh, next offseason again, assuming Beal wants to leave, he could actually actually the bet the 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 actually the best case scenario, um, for, not only for the Wizards but actually the most likely scenario would be that Bradley Beal accepts his player option, so that he could either demand a trade or wait until the twenty twenty three free agency, which has a jump up of like a crazy amount of money. I don't know exactly what it is, but teams are going to have more cap- salary cap. So Wally won't be able to sign Beal to still that five-year $248 million deal. It will get much closer, which may be just the amount that Beal would actually say, yeah, that's fine. Now, Beal said this in an interview in March. He said, it's fair to say that I'll stay. But it's fair? I mean, what does that even mean? You know, so we still got to stay tuned on that. But he also made a comment right after being ruled out for the season. And I said this, I always talk with Chase that episode, but I'll say it again. This quote, Beal, despite the last 10 days after getting intensive treatment and rehab on my wrist, it became clear that I would not be able to compete to the standards or the level that our team and our fans deserve. I'm disappointed to have my season end this way, but we all agree that this was the best decision. I look forward to coming back at 100% and continuing to build this team as we work together to build towards the future. So that comment right there seems like he's staying. And Beal has made a couple times like, He'd be willing to stay. But yet again, when you look at the Wizards right now, they don't have a lot of cap space, and they don't have a point guard right now. Like, if he really wants to compete on the Wizards, the Wizards are going to have to make a big-time move. And that gets into the point of building around Bradley Beal. And I also, before we get into this, I want to let you guys know that the best-case scenario for the Wizards... Nope, you're going to have to wait till the end. I, I was going to say it. I was going to say it. But you got to wait till I describe both boom and bust before I do make that comment. Building around Bradley Beal. So get a point guard, right? I think the only guys that are reasonably on the market that the Wizards could actually get without paying the biggest luxury tax bill and giving up a lot of assets is Lonzo Ball, Malcolm Brogdon, and Markel Fultz. Right. No Russell Westbrook and no John Wall in there. I know there's been rumors that Westbrook and Wall will come back to the Wizards, but their contracts are too large. Assuming the Wizards don't want to give up Porzingis, they'd have to give up, like, KCP, Kuzma, Hachimura for for two point guards that have downplayed ever since they've been on the Wizards. I don't think that'll be worth it. And then still have to pay a luxury tax bill. That's just, it's not worth it, you know? So, I think, again, those are the only guys on the market. Um, so, 
And I'm, this is our next episode on whether the Wizards should keep Contavious Cuddle, Pope, and Ish Smith. If they do keep both of those players, they will only have the mid-level exception and by annual exception to sign players since it would be a couple million dollars over the salary cap. You will let both go. You have nearly $10 million to spend in cap space without going over the luxury tax and still have the mid-level exception and the biannual exception. Remember, last season, the Wizards did not use their mid-level and biannual exception, so I still have them this season. Now, I think also a key piece <clears throat> for the Wizards is to draft a player that could be a two-way player. You don't want to draft someone that could just score. Like, I don't think the Wizards should go into the draft if they can't trade for a point guard saying, okay, we have to draft a point guard. Absolutely not. Take the best guy available. I'm just going to say a name right now. If the Wizards stayed about number 10, Benedict Mathurin. Seems like a great pick for the Wizards. Sorry if I'm, if I'm announcing his, la- his first name wrong. Uh, Benedict Mathurin. He is a really talented two-way wing. The Wizards could use that. And so I think someone like him could, um, since the Wizards, it, it really looks like they're going to get the 9 or 10 pick and not jump up into the top four just when you look at odds. So assuming they stayed around that range, someone like Benedict Mathurin, Mathurin could be, honestly, a very good pick for them. Now, if the Wizards keep Beal no matter what, this is what I think, whether it's on the uh, player option, uh, new contract, a cheaper contract, or you could sign Beal to a cheaper contract than that five-year contract, but he could decline and demand a trade, um, you know, and do a sign a trade, all that stuff. So there's a possibility that that wouldn't work. Or, again, he could sign that Richards contract in NBA history. However it happens, if Beal stays with the Wizards, the Wizards lineup realistically can look like this. Markel Fultz, Bradley Beal, Denny Avdia, Kyle Kuzma, Kristaps Porzingis, Rui Hachimura, Corey Kispert, Daniel Gafford, 2021 rookie, and then a point guard. That could be Ishmith. Uh, that could be someone using the biannual exception. Or if they let both the uh, let both KCP and Ishmith go, you can use some of your money in salary cap to sign that backup point guard. That could also play some shooting guard as well because you can move Kispert over to the small forward and like have a forward core. Uh, it depends on what the 2022 rookie that the Wizards get this year could do. Um, so I think that could be what kind of a lineup. Now, <clears throat> Let's break down that lineup. Okay, the Wizards win a championship with that lineup. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't think so. I don't think that's a good enough big three. We saw that the Jazz couldn't get to the conference finals with Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and Mike Conley. At least so far, assuming that they blow at least part of that up. So I don't expect this in a very tough... E- you, you see the Eastern Conference playoffs right now? Like, the Eastern Conference is very competitive. So... Assuming that this roster is going to be able to go far in the Eastern Conference, <clears throat> to me personally, is very rare, right? And but the Wizards have to make a big time move, and I don't, I don't see them being able to make a big time move that would actually make sense right now. You know what I mean? Like, hopefully, you guys understand what I mean. But like, I don't think honestly, there's a way that the Wizards can get a better team than what we see on the screen right now, unless they give up, like, a bunch of their young assets to get, like, a DeMar DeRozan-type player. And uh, I, I guess – but then you'd have a lot of steps. So, and I think no matter what, <clears throat> this is kind of the best team when you look at a depth perspective. From a star perspective, we could talk about that in future episodes. Bust, now trading Beal. I think the only two teams that would make sense right now will be the Cavs or the Kings. If you're the Wizards, this is what I look for. Two to three first-round picks, a second-round pick, 
a large contract for cap fillers that's on a one or uh, one or two years left on this deal. And if lucky, also a young asset. So like the Kings, like you could give up Harrison Barnes, Davion Mitchell, and a couple picks. Like something like that could possibly work. Now Cavaliers, you could give up Kevin Love that contract. And the reason why you're probably like, why would the Wizards take on these contracts? Well, if they're rebuilding, they could just let those guys go and have so much money in cap space once they do let those guys go. So that could possibly make sense. And again, the only way this would work right now would be a sign and trade um, because Beal is not under contract with the Wizards right now. Well, I mean, unless he accepts his player option, it will be a sign and trade if the Wizards want to trade him this offseason. Now, if you are rebuilding, get a lot of draft picks over the next two seasons. If you're not going to, if you're rebuilding, there's no reason to keep Kadavius Cuttable Pope on the team. So, not by letting him go and getting cap space, try to trade for Kadavius Cuttable Pope for picks. Again, listen in, a, in an episode coming up. Trade Ish Smith for some younger players that could be turned into first-round picks in the future. Maybe do a three-team trade where a team ends up giving the Wizards a first-round pick and, like, a, a three- or four-team trade where the Wizards only have to give up Ish Smith and, like, a, a, a really in the future first. Like, maybe do something like that. Or... And trade <clears throat> trade Thomas Bryant for picks, and you can listen to that also in a future episode. That's going to be an episode before the lottery, but not coming up. Like that'll probably be in three or four episodes. So, um, uh, right now I don't think there's any reason for the Wizards to keep Thomas Bryant. There's no reason for them to have three centers. There's just no way it works to keep Thomas Bryant on the team. So you're either going to let him go or do a sign and trade for some players. That that's the only explanation. I could think of for the Thomas Bryant situation. He wasn't playing. They were playing Anthony Gill over him. You could re-sign Anthony Gill, or you could keep Thomas Bryant, have to sign him to a heavy contract, be stuck with that in the future. I don't think that makes sense. I think you let him go, and I think you gain some more cap space. And don't remember, like, remember here, if you could develop Kuzma, Hachimura, Kisper, uh, Avdia, and you, and you could develop all of these young players and Porzingis as well. Like, if Porzingis can honestly get a lot better and become kind of like a really good number two or like a number one or a really, um, like, or like, um, at least like a low tier one, then the Wizards are going to have a lot of cap space in the 2023 offseason, which has a lot of players, I may add. And, and you could, Porzingis could accept his player option and you could sign another player and start that way and develop that way. So even if you go bust in this episode, you could still actually end up rebuilding doing that. And again, the main thing is keeping this core if you rebuild. Porzingis, Kuzma, Hachimura, Kispert, Avdia, and the 2022 rookie. If you could keep those six players on the team, that's exactly what the Wizards need. And I actually do think there's a possibility that you could trade Gadebius Cutterwell Pope for another first-round pick this year. We're going to get into that next episode. So if I'm the Wizards, again, I or I didn't say this yet. I would use the biannual exception to get a young shooting guard, someone that can develop and improve the team, someone that can, uh, you know, just in general improve the team, as I said, right? I think the Wizards' lineup would look like this. Something like this next season. You could use the biannual exception on Malik Monk, which would, bring a, which would put a roster of Ish Smith, Malik Monk, Danny Avdia, Kyle Kuzma, Christoph Porzingis, Ruby Hachimura, Corey Kispert, Daniel Gafford, 2022 rookie, and then a hidden player as well. And if you let Ish Smith go, 
and you use that amount of money and use it on like a one year, $2 million deal to get like this random point guard, that's fine too. And then you could re-sign Tomas Sadar. You could re-sign Tomas Sadaransky too. In the next episode when we talk about Ishmith, we're going to talk about Tomas Sadaransky and Alan Leto too. If you let Ishmith go, what's the turnaround? And to be completely honest, I, I think if the Wizards are rebuilding, you use your biannual exception now to get a young piece that you could possibly use in a trade once there's so much more cap space next season. So let me just make this clear. If you go boom, you're definitely going in. If you go bust, you're going out for the 2022-2023 season, but possibly in, like, championship contender in the 2025 season and a playoff contender in the 2024 season. So the Wizards don't need to try to compete now. And that's why, in my opinion, I'd go bust right now. I would trade Bradley Beal because it's not that Beal's a bad player, but they've just experimented a lot with Beal. They've got him Russell Westbrook. They've got him John Wall. They've got him Kristaps Porzingis. Actually, Beal wasn't able to play with Porzingis. But still, I'm not expecting that duo to do much either. I just think that it comes down, when you come down to it at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, Beal's a great player. He's a great scorer. But I'm not sure he could be a number one on a championship team. And if that's not the case, when you could see the positive of the Wizards being able to rebuild, get some young assets get picks and then also be able to compete in two seasons with considering they have a bunch of cap space i think that would make more sense than continuing to experiment with building around beal and what beal wants to be loyal so here's the thing ten leonsis the wizards and the capitals owner sometimes being loyal is good he was loyal with alex ovechkin and i'm wearing his jersey right now and he's won a stanley cup with ovechkin they've made the playoffs i'm pretty sure nine of the last ten seasons and he's Ovechkin's been one of the greatest players of all time. But in this situation, I'd say enough with the loyalty to Bradley Beal. I'd say go in the bus direction and rebuild for a couple years and then try to go all in or rebuild for this season, get some draft picks, get some young guys, use the biannual exception to get a young shooting guard like Malik Monk. I'd actually definitely use it on Malik Monk. And then... Go into the season. Uh, you, you don't want to tank. You still want to try to develop the guys, but kind of hope you can get a, a pick. You can have now six young guys between Hachimura, Kispert, Avdia, 2022 rookie, another 2022 rookie if they trade KCP for that pick, and then also a rookie in the 2023 draft. And then you can go into the 2023-2024 season with kind of a core that can compete, compete for the playoffs and a championship the next season. That's kind of my thing. That's kind of what I'm thinking right now. I go in the bus direction, and it doesn't quite mean rebuild. It means retool and get a new number one. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, and view. We're going to have a lot of content coming here on Wiz Talk with Chase, so stay tuned for that. Hope you guys did enjoy, and of course, as always, I will see you next time. Peace.